Hello, hello, everybody. Audacity at its finest with Joanna Perry is here, and we have a super special <laughs> guest. I am so excited, honored, and humbled to have Star Harm Sober here <laughs> in the house. She is a real estate agent, a veteran of the U.S. Air Force, a published author. She is the author of The Butterfly Experience, The Alchemical Steps to Enlightenment, and has actually a new book coming mm -hmm. out that I can't wait to read. I understand you're done writing it, but we are yes. waiting for it to be available to the masses. Yes. <laughs> and that one is called The Art of Submission. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, the audacity of it, girl. Oh, my goodness. This is pretty hot. <laughs> so how are you doing? <laughs> Thanks for coming on and saying hi. She's officially my first guest on the podcast. And it was done very intentionally. Star is somebody who has influenced my real estate um, and mortgage lending company. Okay. Got to had the opportunity and pleasure of working with her, her buyers, and her sellers out there in the real estate market. So thank you so much. Um, special emphasis on helping veteran home buyers because you yes. yourself are a veteran. Thank you for your service, yes. by the way. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. So what are you most excited for with your new book for people to learn and take away from your your writing? The audacity. The audacity, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm excited for people to learn about themselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, oh gosh, oh gosh, I'm like, okay. He'll edit that out. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm excited for people to learn about themselves because a lot of people, you know, they they have these different uh, notions about what submission and domination is, but what they don't realize is that, you know, we all have those components within us. It's just um, certain individuals can bring it out. Mm -hmm. So why why do you think that balance is important? What it, what about in the psyche is it that then you... What can happen in your daily life when you're overwhelmed with many responsibilities um, we tend to actually get a little bit ahead of ourselves. I mean, some of us, we can become arrogant. We can become very cocky, very uh, difficult to work with, and we're not even conscious of these things. So we also have to have activities and things that we engage in to balance. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I've had experience with that because I often feel like working in the banking industry, it's super male dominated mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I have to make a lot of clear, um, decisive decisions. I have to be very assertive. Mm -hmm. So I'm typically in a masculine energy mm -hmm. um, during my workday. And before I read your book and learned about alchemy, I was really struggling because um, my my nature is to is to be feminine, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, and mm -hmm. so I was finding myself depleted and having no energy and being um, kind of having like a, a hair trigger temper, oh. and um, it was hard for me to access gratitude and and joy. Mm -hmm. I, I just always felt like um, I would accomplish something, but I would be depleted. Mm, understand? Yes, and I feel like you know when I wrote. This particular book, The Art of Submission, it, it does address mm -hmm. that. Um, mm -hmm. It does address those things. The thing is that a lot of people, and not saying that this is something you engage in, but this is why some people engage in BDSM, um, simply because this is something that helps them balance the psyche. You mm -hmm. know, submitting that power, even temporarily, can do a whole reset. But in the case of what <laughs> Joanna is referring to, being a woman of... and. By the way, I admire her, this, all of her successes and everything that she does to help others is just astronomical. So I have major respect for this woman. Um, also, you know, in her position and as being in that full masculine, I take notice of you balancing that very well because your office is like super plush. <laughs> like you, you're, yes, you operate in that masculine because you're a damn good businesswoman, but at the same time, you applied the alchemical steps and you are in your divine feminine as well. Yeah. I started so. working those steps about three years ago. So that's when I started to learn how to um, grow vegetables because mm -hmm. for me, gardening and nurturing and watering it and helping the food grow and cultivate that for me, it puts mm -hmm. me in a very feminine mm -hmm. place where I can connect with empathy and love and mm -hmm. those other components that were missing from um, kind of like my tool belt when working in all arenas, including my business. Yeah. So with buyers and sellers. Yes. Understandable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So mm-hmm. your book has influenced me greatly. And wow. it's also it's also helped me to basically stop working and accepting the type of energy that I don't want or that I'm, I'm repelled by. Mm-hmm. And actually, like, attracting like-minded individuals mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. have respect for boundaries and mm-hmm. who are on the same yeah. wavelength or energy um, that I am. Yes, absolutely. That's really important, by the way. Um, resonance is very important because a lot of people, they focus predominantly on laws of attraction. You know, they're like, you know, I want to attract, I want to attract. But we need to resonate to be things that we want to attract as far as even people. Um, I feel like, you know, there's a resonance here, you know, as mm-hmm. far as the frequency goes, because wanting to apply that balance into your life, um, it's going to take a couple of people falling off. But it also means it makes room for people that are meant to be there. Yeah. So as you start working on your own personal Mm -hmm. self-love and radical Mm self-care, which helps you get to that resonance level, right, that you need to be, Mm -hmm. um, you will have, and I'm going to say you will have, I'm not even going to say you may (laughs) fall victim (laughs) to losing people in your inner circle. Oh, my goodness. Right. Yeah. Oh, we both have some stories. Why is it taking me back to the death metal aftershock concert that oh, you just shit. went to? Oh. Like death metal, like bodies hit the floor. Like, oh. I mean, oh my goodness, 30 year relationships, awesome. 20 yes. year relationships. And at first it could be scary and devastating. But what would you say to somebody who's kind of awakening to their own um, self love and care and setting boundaries who might be experiencing that? What mm. would you say? Trust the process. <laughs> Because, you know, I, and I, I actually mentor people that are going, that go through this all the time. And there's like, gosh, you know, I, I elevate it. And how you elevate is, is you start entertaining the thoughts that are positive that are coming into your mind. You're going to have the thoughts. A lot of people think that when you have intrusive thoughts, is something wrong with them. No, that's air. It's going to pass off. It's like, you know, you're uh-huh. going to catch that shit. But it's what you entertain. That's what, that's what you're going to resonate with. So if you mm-hmm. entertain it then what's going to happen, you're going to start seeing it externally. Mm-hmm. Example, have you ever bought a car? Like, it could be that color, <laughs> that type, and all. That car. You ever bought, let's say, let's just throw, we could throw a type out there. I don't know, a Camry? Yeah, Ultimate. a Toyota Camry. Yeah, yeah, let's say you just bought a commuter car, you know, mm-hmm. and the red is red. I don't know. Every time you go to the gas station, you see that same car? Yeah. You mm-hmm. go to Walmart, don't matter. Oh, because it, Anywhere you, you brought it into your awareness, and so now you see it so it's always been it's there it's not that there's a whole fleet of red Toyota. <laughs> they're not coming for you <laughs> but it's a resonance there like now you took notice now you ask yourself has these cars always been around me or am i just now noticing this shit because i just bought one of these cars mm-hmm. you know so the same thing applies to even things that we become more aware of in our life like as far as even your friendships when you start having better quality friendships and people around you then you start getting better quality of, in every other thing i mean mm-hmm. it's it all it's, it trickles down so yes trust the process mm-hmm. think people are going to fall off friends and family sometimes sometimes mm-hmm. you love them and you can love them from a distance it doesn't mean you have to share space with them um you could just say have some great thoughts for them send some prayers and be like hey keep it pushing no, and that's true, right? You can pray God's will for them or whoever your higher power is or mm-hmm. the universe or whatever that's kind of it. dogma that it, it is that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, you can pray the best for them. Um, but, you know, that includes all things, right? Mm-hmm. Vengeance. Yes. Because that shit's going to eat at <laughs> you. It's not going to well eat them. Blessings, yeah. Yeah. Wish them well, mm-hmm. always, because whatever vibrations you throw out, that's what you're going to be receiving back. See, it's mm-hmm. not even about them. It's not, because believe me, I had, I told you the, the story about the hater and then I took that whole situation and I just transmuted it and just used her negative energy and just filled my own, my own, your own blessings, blessings, you know? Um, yeah, I have mm-hmm. to feel it, but guess what? I didn't sit in it. I transmuted it. Mm-hmm. When you sit in that shit, it will age you. So if you are receiving some energy that's negative or it's not going to resonate with the level that you're, you're wanting, you're desiring, um, what do you do? What does the transmutation process look like from that attack or that negative energy coming into your experience? How do you then turn it into something else positive? Don't avoid the feeling of it. If it's a betrayal, someone really pissed you off. A lot of people think if you just ignore the feeling, it makes you strong. No, feel it. 
Because in order for you to transmute it, you have to acknowledge it, right? Acknowledge it. Go ahead and feel it because that's the fuel. Your emotions is something that you would need to manifest what you want. So don't be afraid to feel. Just be able to control yourself in that setting. Understand yourself enough to where like, okay, I'm about to sit in this because sometimes I have to be alone so I can feel shit. But you don't sit in it. You move it. How do you move it? A, the pen. So Star has a superpower. And I, and I know I know this to be true because it's validated and we'll talk about the synchronicities and how that's a measure of um, validation. Yeah. But she has a superpower and her superpower is uh, the pen. Pen. Her, this is her pen. superpower. This Literally. is her written word is yeah. her superpower. So tell me about that. My pen is my sword. And uh, Ooh, yeah, it's a sword. It's a sword. And so here's the thing. The reason why I say use the pen, write what you want to come into fruition. See, it's one thing that is in here, all right? But when you put it on paper, you're then now introducing it into the physical world. Mm -hmm. You see what so I mean? So you're literally taking a thought from the cloud. Mm -hmm. Right. From the air, from, from the, the air, cloud. Yep. Taking mm -hmm. that thought, and now you're making a physical manifestation of it and bringing it into a reality, although mm -hmm. it not be the experience, it be mm -hmm. on paper. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm 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 picking up what you put now. Because because why else? Why would you write a business plan as an entrepreneur? You know, and then we do we know mm -hmm. that I mean that's that's something you need. Mm -hmm. you, you see what I'm saying? So I would say the same applies. See, business. See, understanding the business world is not too different from the alchemy. True, but in the business world, you can also be suffering from lack of balance. So you're pushing and you're willing yes. things into existence. Yes. You're not letting it divinely come through and pass through and flow in and flow out. And so you become this bitter shell of mm -hmm. a person. You might be successful. You might have a bunch of real mm -hmm. estate transactions and a pile of money or whatever it is. But inside, you're unhappy. Right. And that's because of control. You know, when you write that out, sometimes we just want to control how it happens. I'll even give an example. What if you wrote out, I want to take a trip to Paris, right? Like, I want to take a trip to Paris. But underneath that, you're going to write everything you're going to do to get there. Like, I'm going to work 20 hours of overtime. Mm -hmm. Or I'm going to sell this many houses this time. And then uh, I'm going to close this many. Okay, you just told the universe how to bless you. So, you know, what if God is sitting there like, hold up, what, I was actually just going to let you win the sweepstakes. You know what? If you want to work hard, hey, I'm not going to interrupt your will. Go ahead, work for it. Work the next 20 hours. Actually, work work 40 hours over time. Shit. Yeah, that's what the fuck you wrote. That's what you want to do. But if you write that shit and you just think about the good time that you're going to have on the trip, you and shit, I don't know, this, this picture yourself just... I don't know what the fuck do people do in Paris. I picture well, whatever myself you do in Paris. eating bread, and I'm not gonna lie because the carbs okay, in Paris are calling my name. Well, okay. that sounds good as hell. So picture yourself eating <laughs> the carbs in Paris. I know I'm gonna do that because I do want some pasta. I'm not gonna so, lie. <laughs> so picture yourself eating some good carbs from Paris, but then. If you start focusing on, well, okay, oh, I'm going to have to do this. Oh, oh God, the Uber. Who, who am I going to get to drive the Uber over to the so airport? So, so stop resisting and stop trying to control Don't your control own um, manifestation or mm -hmm. whatever it is that you're trying to create and bring into existence, right? It's everything is in a wave of possibilities. So, I mean, eh, let Because we aren't God. And that's sometimes that can be hard to remember, right? Because I, I used to, to operate... In that I was powerful and I was doing these things and I was getting those things done. But it was actually a really unhealthy and toxic way to practice life. Oh, that's ego. Yeah. My ego had to be completely destroyed before oh. I was able to build myself back <gasps> up. <laughs> and it hurts, man. And that's when the shadow work comes in. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of people don't know how to merge this with business. Okay. I, I know that you are questioning me, but I would like to question you. How do you... How do you merge this with within your business? Like, you know, as far as helping people and all the things that you do, like, there are so many ways that it translate and translates into my business. Working with energy, um, a lot of times there'll be two parties and their energies in opposition. One is trying to get something done; the other is trying to get something done. But one side's operating with morals, truth, and integrity. The other side is not. Mm -hmm. And so I sometimes have to take 
their negative agenda and transmute that into mm. a blessing for the other side. Wow. Okay. Uh-huh. And that's the part of the job that most people do not And know. I also have to realize that I have to, like, I wouldn't take breaks in between files. So I might be negotiating some extremely fierce, uh, ju- you know, injustice, a correction to that and trying to resolve something terrible that was done. And then I would, I would hang up and I wouldn't give my body, like my cellular level, a chance to like decompress. And I would take that energy into my next call. My next call might've been calling an 80 year old lady to help her because her pay stub didn't, you know, was coming over blank or upside down or whatever it is. And so it's like, I would take the energy imprint from Mm -hmm. one into the other. And I I didn't know how to detox from that. And um, also now I work a lot less, but I produce a lot higher quality. Mm. Um, and it's the balance. I used to be absolutely terrified not to answer my phone, to take a day off, to take one minute off. And now um, I'm more concerned with making sure that my daughter gets to her doctor appointment, making sure that I, you know, go to the grocery store and I'm purchasing healthy food with those minerals and those nourishment, because mm. that's a part of alchemy. Mm-hmm. And um, I, w- I wasn't able to learn that until I learned how to love myself, which required some radical look at um, myself and, and the negative things about me and what I was doing to contribute mm-hmm. to the problems that I had, you know, in my life. And so now I just try to be a good sounding board for my clients and steer them in the right direction. Mm-hmm. I find that I have more capacity to love. I have more empathy. Mm-hmm. You cleared up all that space. Yeah. The architecture of my brain is organized in a way that allows me to serve myself optimal level but really what i do is i only engage in transactions where it's win 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 Mm. like i don't want there to be a winner and a loser i try to do business in such that everybody's coming away with as much of what they want as they can possibly get Mm. i love that yeah Yeah. um but you have a something a validator of your superpower okay (laughs) and what this is and what you recently put me on game two is Looking at your Facebook or social media memories. Yes. And you will line up to the date things that you wrote with the pen and see how they are now. Mm-hmm. And you will have seen them come into fruition, right? Yes, yes absolutely. So can you like give us some examples of some of those? Oh, boy. Because it happens every day to me now. It, it happens every day to me, too. Just like kind of like today. <laughs> well, one, one happened today because we're about to pivot into. She has some real serious audacity. Okay. With her strength that she's built up, she was able to move a mountain in an arena that is a real machine, like a real beast. It's the <laughs> Department of Defense, the United States military, no big deal, right? Right. One woman, a pen in the United States military. She never gave me a pen. Um, but today when I looked at my memories, it was a memory about back in the day when Donald Trump said something real uh, misogynistic, grabbing people by the you-know-what. Oh, shit. And it was... pussy? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hey, guests can say what I'm thinking. The guests can say it. Um, so it had said that we live in a society where um, things like that are laughed off, but it's actually part of rape culture. Oh. And that was my memory for today. Damn. Okay. okay. Segway into the beast that you mm-hmm. took over. Wow. Right. So it's just kind of weird because. A real pussy power. My memory today is basically highly relevant to the story that she has to tell. Yes. <laughs> and it happens like on an ongoing basis. I mean, just yesterday, yes. I woke up having this need for some reason that I should take the day and do my continuing um, education for my loan lady oh, license. Oh, that, yes. And I just had this feeling. I was like, today's a good day for it. Like two hours later, my memories popped up. And it was of me and my friend, shout out to Sheena, you know who you are, in our continuing education class from three years ago. So wow. that same day. That's yeah. crazy. Like, that's so like, what is that? That is basically your own personal algorithm that you have programmed yourself. You put it in the cloud. It's the same as when you put it on paper. But see, when you make a post, you kind of just forget, right? Yeah. So there's no control. Like when you write something... There's no control there. So you're not sitting there monitoring. Just like if you write something on paper and we try to make the plan and we put, remember I described that. (laughs) So when you make the post, then you just, you move on to the next post, right? Oh, there's no resistance. You're just not controlling it. You just put it out there. But we don't realize how powerful our words are. Our words create worlds. Just interject that L in there. Worlds. (laughs) So you just open some shit. You put it out there. And if you circle back to it, like one day I had made a post about tacos. I was eating tacos in the car 
And I'm telling you, it just circled back. I just happened to be having tacos again. And I was like, yeah, well, let me check my memories. And like, it was like three years <laughs> previous, but it just, it just happens that way. Um, but honestly, that's what inspired the butterfly experience. Um, what happened, I had wrote, um, I don't mean to get dark here, but I had wrote a suicide note to when I was about nine, between, eh, and I was pretty, it was pretty intense between nine and 11 for me. And um, around 2020, everybody was kind of dealing with the, you know, the whole pandemic stuff. But April 4th, mm -hmm. I remember that day specifically, I got very depressed, didn't understand, was led to my childhood diary, which has a butterfly cover. And it happened to be April 4th, 1996, I wrote the same suicide note that I wrote the night before. Not verbatim, but I realized in that moment, in those moments of despair, you're not alone. Because what made what made me lead to that book on that precise date, mm -hmm. that's what inspired me to really start paying attention to what I write and the dates, and then realize that we can reprogram ourselves with words mm -hmm. written, so you could literally write your outcomes. So me knowing this, and actually me not being able to have a DD two fourteen when I exited the military in two thousand ten. Um, every time I would call just to inquire about my paperwork because I couldn't even get my certificate of eligibility to use my VA home loan benefits. Um, I, my, I aspired to be a police officer. I actually went through the, the process of becoming, cut that part. I went through the process of entering either Department of Corrections or the Sacramento Department, the Sheriff's Department, Sacramento Sheriff's Department. Mm -hmm. So, but I could not get my paperwork to prove I was military prior. So it just looks like I'm not telling the so truth. So for folks who aren't military, um, when you serve and you are exiting, you're getting discharged, you get discharged paperwork in the form of what's called a DD-214. Mm -hmm. That document is evidence of your service to this country and it also unlocks a portal of other benefits, including um, the VA Certificate mm -hmm. of Eligibility, which is what allows veterans mm -hmm. to purchase homes for no money down. Um, it's just part of their benefit package for, you know, the investment that they made into this country that they should qualify for the best home loan that there is in the market. Yes. And so you're unable to do that. And that not even um, talking about income benefits like VA pension retirement, VA disability payments for, you know, service connected <laughs> medical issues. Um, and you have um, some lovely humans running around here today in the form of children yes and they should have some gi and schooling benefits as well yes so my understanding from the research that i have done you noticed that your entitlement was missing or couldn't be found around the end of 2012 beginning of 2013 yes <laughs> and only just last year in 2021 were you able to get a dd214 yes and you were able to move a mountain use your pen to take correct this and actually got an award from the U.S. military that was retroactive back to 2017. Yeah. Now, obviously, there's some missing years in there, but yes. I'm going to take it. When is a win with retroactive benefits? Right. Did you get an apology as part of that compensation package? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, well, let me, let me, let, it's a process there because <laughs> I, I do have to give credit to the people who did come forward um, and do their best to make amends. Um, the Department of Defense did listen to me. See, the power of the pen. What I did was I got tired of not being heard. Every time I would call, they would say, we can't find you in the system. And I was like, what do you mean you can't find me in the system? I served, um, How that doesn't make any mm -hmm. sense. Yes, um, during my time in service, I wasn't granted a security clearance because I refused to, I refused to engage in a personal yes. relationship with a superior. Absolutely. Who was using a lot of engagement. Right. And there's many other women who should come forward who was a victim of this particular individual. However, that's the whole different topic. But my my thing is I, I didn't even seek any kind of revenge or anything like that. I had to heal in order to go through the process. And I was actually very content. I... Thank God I got into the real estate industry. I was able to meet Joanna and I made I met some other incredible people, my clients, predominantly veterans, um, some even victims of MST as well. Um, and so we connected on that on that. But then I had to stop doing real estate altogether because going after the military tapped at my mentals. It was crazy. It was I took the risk 
and I didn't care. I, got, I mean, she's calling out a superior <laughs> officer in the military for I called out commander, base commander. Sexual abuse. Yeah, um, I, I started calling out base commanders. I even went as far as going to the secretary of the Air Force because it was a synchronicity, actually, to me because I had just made a report to inspector general, and then I didn't feel like I was being heard, so I called. And I talked to somebody on the phone. I won't say the name. But basically, the person said that... Is this the communication I read to the congresswoman? Actually, no. This mm. was prior to the congresswoman because I wasn't getting anybody to take me serious because I was leaving messages. I was calling. And I sent mass emails. I'm talking about mass emails to every politician that I can find. And I was going to go as far as to the president. Somebody was going to hear me. I just needed my DD-214 because I felt like... I've helped all these veterans get into homes, and the last home I sold, I had to pass that base. It gave me the biggest anxiety attack mm -hmm. ever. Yeah, this actually segued your real estate career and your ability to do real estate because you're it so did. depleted trying to stand up for yourself because the military had a lot of audacity to support <laughs> that man <laughs> and not give you your final discharge papers, mm -hmm. especially when they were acting like they just had no record of you. They didn't know mm -hmm. who you were. For years. Um, to the point at which they investigated and spoke with collateral contacts who were in the military with yeah. you. And a lot of those people said, what do you mean? Of course, she taught me how to shoot my... <laughs> <laughs> like that. Like, like she had. A, what kind of weapon did you have assigned to you in the Air Force? Well, I mean, we were trained, of course. Initially, you're all trained with M16. But my my point is, I was there. I mean, I just I'm I'm. So I have photos. I have people how to shoot M16s in the military, but they had no record of you when it came time to it, and it was just one man. Now that type of thing, I don't know if I'm developed enough because. I would have tried to, when I was getting kind of the, the brush off, I would have, my natural inclination is to fight and try to control it right. and will it <laughs> and bully it and just dominate it right. into fixing. But that doesn't work because that type of resistance, I wouldn't be successful. And that's how you can come off looking crazy. Well, no, they knew what was happening. The superiors knew what was happening. The problem was, is that he was one of them. And also... Um, I wasn't the only woman. There were women that had 20 plus year careers and he ruined those careers because he had the power to do it. But then when you are a woman and you're in that male dominant career, no one really has empathy for you because they're like, well, you kind of knew what you were signing up for. But here's the thing. That's like saying like, well, you chose what you wanted to wear out to the club. Right. And, and it's kind of like saying that because my first sergeant told me that I should have did what I did, needed to do to get ahead. And I was like, <laughs> not in this environment. I mean, I mean, I could see if I was an escort or something, but no, I am in the United States military. I should not have to engage in any kind of sexual acts or inappropriate relationships just so I can make rank. But I stayed the same rank for six years and I trained other people. I had no security clearance. There were things that I should have not been doing simply because I didn't have a security appearance. I was not a security risk at all, you know, um, but because this person was literally, I mean, and he was groping me in front of people like the superiors didn't do anything about it, mm -hmm. you know, and then the people who were my colleagues, mm -hmm. they were enraged because these are my brothers. You know, it happens in every industry. I mean, lending is a pretty male-dominated industry. Real estate, not so much. It's predominantly women in this market. But, like, I've been in just a little tiny, tiny, tiny scale of what you're describing. One time I went to an association, um, an industry kind of party, little mixer, happy hour type thing where you go and network about your business. And one really well-known um, real estate broker Actually, while I was leaving the bar in front of like nine or 10 other industry professionals, he just grabbed both of my breasts and honked them in front of a room full of people. And this is not somebody that I had a personal relationship with. This was like someone I kind of oh know. God. And in that moment, I can't believe this about myself, but I froze. Instead of the fight or flight, I actually That's went in, I actually went <clears throat> into a freeze and flight, which is mm -hmm. totally not normal for me. Um, but even just knowing that I never said anything about that and watching, I'm still friends with this person on Facebook, so I have to see their posts, you know, when they're supporting a charity or a women's cause. But in the back of my head, it still just eats me a little bit knowing that I let that happen and go unconfronted. 
So I have never done anything about that. And even just that tiny little thing happening still eats at me. So I can't imagine 17 years mm-hmm. of having served the country, not being able to get my benefits or recognition. You got to have a lot of audacity to I'll... go back and get a retroactive award from the DOD. I lost everything beforehand. Here's the thing. When they told me I was no longer welcome in the Air Force, and this is simply because it went under formal investigation because so many people were witnessing the inappropriate behavior. Uh, my commander at the time, she she was actually a witness to a lot of it. You know, mm-hmm. on it, this, it, the harassment was just blatant. It wasn't, you know, a lot of people like, oh, women are lying or women lie. I, hey, maybe there are some people out there that just have to make up different stories, but this was in the open. So it's not like it's any alleged wasn't legend. So what I did was I wrote his supervisor. I was like, so you guys knowingly let somebody in there. You guys knew what kind of person that is. So you guys, somebody's going to find my DD-214. I don't care what you do with him. I actually had to heal before I even went on this journey. I went to his supervisor. Then she's going to message me back through email talking about, oh, well, the alleged I tore her ass up. The alleged. I have never talked to a command a commander like that. But, you know, now I'm not in the military anymore. But the fact that she said alleged and she said that she would help. But then I felt like, no, you're being you're being careful because I'm really confronting you. And then I put politicians in my email. So now she got people watching. Mm-hmm. And I'm, the way I write. See, I should publish some of this shit I wrote <laughs> because it will empower other women or people in general to just have a template on what you will have to do as far as having audacity, but yet you can you can really say some shit just by expanding your vocabulary on paper. They have to they have to listen. Yeah, they have it's, it's not emotional, it's just articulate. Girl, I put space force in that motherfucker. <laughs> you gonna hear me. The mm-hmm. astronauts don't hear me today. I don't give a fuck. You're going to hear me. And this, no coincidence, at the aftershock, Amy Lee from Evanescence, <laughs> mm-hmm. she stopped in the middle of performing and made it very clear to use your voice. What is the coincidence in that? It was literally while we were preparing to do this podcast. Yes. That was the message. Yes. Yes. And whoever went to aftershock and seen Evanescence perform, oh my God, Amy Lee, she's absolutely beautiful. Her voice is just... So now that you have gotten your um, DD-214, your eligibility, your kids are going to have their generational benefits that you you work for to earn that they deserve, um, how do you feel now? Is it resolved for you? Partially. Okay. Partially, because um, now I I feel like going back to 2017, they only went back to 2017 because that's when I was, that's when they, um, as far as the, the, the veteran Affairs. That's when I had called and made the intent. However, um, I didn't get any discharge papers from 2010, and I was in school for my degree in criminal justice. And this was in 2009 when we went through the whole investigation process. So I feel like they owe me for what I could have done. See, here's the thing: I have screws in my hip. And also, um, I suffer from PTSD. So the jobs that I did want to work, I wasn't able to because I didn't have the paperwork to prove I was in the military. So I had to come in society after losing everything. I lost everything. I lost my mind. lost my family. I lost everything. Just mm-hmm. from that one, that one, that what they did. And I had to rebuild everything back. So imagine, like, losing your marriage, losing your children. Like, you just wake up and you just, you mm-hmm. literally just, you have nothing. All because you just... I can't even tell you the state of mind back then. So I, I didn't know I had any. I didn't even have a will to fight. Mm-hmm. And then when I met my now husband, and we were just on and who knows what that fight would have done to you between two thousand ten and two thousand sixteen. I mean, you may not have been in a spiritual place. Yeah, you it didn't have the capacity to do, take on mm-hmm. that big of a giant. Mm-hmm. That's a giant, okay? Yeah, it was too. It was. Oh my god! And we were showing up with a rock, just like the Bible. Yeah, yeah, but my, my husband, my husband would mention it occasionally. She's, he's like, you know, he said, why don't you inquire about it? And every time I would inquire about it, I just didn't get anywhere. So he said, call Curtis. <laughs> he loves, he loves Curtis. So he's like, call Curtis. 
So I was like, okay, so I did that, and then he got the information to contact the congresswoman. And Congresswoman Doris Matsui, um, her office is awesome, and they helped me tremendously, and I still need to thank them personally for what they did, because if not for them, I wouldn't have gotten my DD-214. Yeah, that's probably a, a good part of circling back for the energy, too, yes. to express gratitude. and Very much so. And in your healing process, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so given that you are able to write algorithms, codes, inject oh. that into your future, manifest things, I think my listeners would benefit from knowing um, what advice you have for folks who are desire to create wealth. Mm. And I, I mean monetary wealth, not physical wealth like health and stuff like that. Monetary wealth. How do they get the bag? Well, this is what I did. I mean, I can I use myself as the laboratory. Write what you want. Write the number. Write the number. I wrote a number, and I was one penny off. Oh, for your for your compensation? Um, a portion mm -hmm. because I had also an income request um, of what I wanted um, for a certain period of time before I and, and I, I I'm just saying everything I wrote I have it on itemized and mm -hmm. now when you look at it it says accomplished 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 so accomplished. you go back and check to make sure that your your intentions are materializing absolutely so this is what you do i would say this is this is just what i do and it's been working for me the main thing is you got to believe in yourself you got to believe in your abilities you got to also you got to believe that this is your source see if you look at someone that specializes in weaponry or even, you know, what is it called? Swordsmanship? Mm-hmm. Okay. And it, it's an extension of them. So if you don't think that your words have power, then, eh, you know, it, but know what you write, that shit can come true into petition. Everything is a thought before it becomes anything else. And then if you actually put it on paper, then you made it physical. Your brain actually believes anything you tell it. Yeah, if I sat jokes. here and told myself every single day that I love running, eventually my brain would want to try to please me and help me run. Oh girl, should I need to do the same? <laughs> yeah. But for real, combine those things. Understand that a lot of people think that you know anything spiritual is completely separate from business. Corpse. Corporation. Corpse. Corporation. Business entity. Entity is something that is alive. So you got to bring life into that corpse to make that the corporation. Mm -hmm. Check your invoice. What's your invoice look like? That's your inner voice. What oh, you, your invoice, your inner voice. What are you telling? Because your, in, your inner voice is your invoice. So I have an invoice. Ever okay. since you started telling me to write, I wrote one down um, that I want health, joy, peace, and love for my daughter and myself, massive success in the local mortgage space, hundreds of loyal referral partners, brand ambassadors, all the right staff, and I want millions of U.S. dollars and to be deeply aware of my purpose on earth. Mm-hmm. I think that is pretty much aligned with, see, and when your goals are aligned with the better good mm -hmm. of, the, of the universe and those around you, that intensive because lord knows i have told more people in the last three months not to refinance and not to do business with me for the greater good child that i have got a karmic check coming my way i got invoices i got accounts receivable you got pending. invoices yes <laughs> that invoice comes in a little whisper but the thing is you got to make sure that that invoice is in alignment with what you want see some people have bad invoices you know they be like oh you you know <coughs> who coughing Baby, can you go in the other room? Or take We're some almost done. Yeah, we completely forgot to start. No, you did, and it's still early. It starts at 6.30, didn't No, there's two sessions. They, one starts at 6.30, and that's one starts at 8, but we could just, we oh, could go. We're only done in like five. Yeah, as far as the invoice goes, some people's invoices are really fucked up. I mean, mm -hmm. shit, I can't say that. How do they, yeah, you can't. How do they get okay. like that? <laughs> because it's, they entertain the thoughts that come in that, don't align with their purpose. Example, um, you're a failure. You're not. You can't do this. What? Mm -hmm. why, what make you think? And then you start listening to it, like, man, what you write? What is that? No, that's a bad invoice. So whatever you write on your invoice is what you're gonna get, right? Mm -hmm. eh, eh. So mm -hmm. if you have an invoice, like, you could do it. Mm -hmm. Do that shit. You know, put that. You know what? You you beautiful. You know what? You could. 
I don't know. I'm just yeah. saying, like, your invoice, your invoice is what mm-hmm. you are going to get. If your invoice say, you know what, you deserve that, those millions of U.S. dollars, mm-hmm. you deserve that right there. Your invoice should align with what you are trying to do. Is it because, and I'm trying to balance it because I've been a good steward of millions and millions of dollars over the last 17 years for my clients and their home loan finances. So it's like, I feel like I have a demonstrated ability to manage that. Yes. And so therefore, and I've, I've acted with nobility and integrity in each and every transaction. So I'm hoping that the universe will reward me and, and give me back what I desire, but I'm not trying to control it. And I'm not um, trying to um, pursue it through brute force in the way that I've made mistakes in the past. Well, I'm going to give some game. I'm going to give some game Drop here. It. Tra- charge it to the game. This is what you do. So this is what you mentioned. Like, I know I had integrity in this. I know I did this. I know I did that. You know what? As adults, as good people, we do shit that a lot of people don't even realize that we do. Like, like I'm saying, like, the things that you have to go through, the emotionalism that comes a part of your job. We don't, we don't even, no one gets, gives us credit for being a good person. I'm sorry, but yes, yes, you have you have mm-hmm. to have integrity in your job in the financial world. But no one's gonna be like, man, you. But you should be able to do that shit for yourself <laughs> yeah. and charge it to the game. Mm-hmm. Here's what you do. Here's what you do. You charge it. Look, you make your invoice out like, look, I've been in. T- I got integrity. Check. Mm-hmm. I just. I actually fed that homeless person. I went out of my way to make sure I fed that person because they was asking for food. Check. Mm-hmm. Um, I donated to that literary program. Check. And I, I mean, like, I've been guilty. I used to kill my own blessings, like, because with Charge my, my mindset, like, I, I remember, so I used Char- to actually get physically mad when a male would be, like, outside of a store or whatnot. Maybe they're homeless. Maybe they're not. I don't know. But they would ask me for money, like, mm-hmm. it was just for, you know, like, panhandling mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. um, if it was after dark. That used to literally actually Okay, that is different now. Mad. No, yeah. No. But here's like the thing. Either. is because what would make me mad is I would think in my head I'd have in the clouds an invoice that I was writing that said that I earn $1 for every two that you could if you were employed as a female. So I was writing my own invoice to be less than. And now, and now I just try to deal with them with compassion mm. and, you know, maybe give them some food. My church gives us little bags. Um, they're, mm. they're just little uh-huh. amenities bags, like little care bags. Right, so now right. I just pop one of those. My whole life has changed. Wow. That, that work, I'm telling you like that, that is something. And I, and don't feel bad about being mad at them because I feel some type of way when men that ask for money and they see me coming out the store with my children and yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not, not a single mom or anything like that, but I'm just saying, what if I was really a single mother and I'm struggling and I just spent my last money in the store and you have the audacity <laughs> to ask me for money coming out the store. Like, come on, you know, I don't know. I, that used to really make me mad and the after dark too. But mm-hmm. my point is those small things you do, you invoice the universe. Think about it. If you was to do some kind of if a contractor did some roofing work, he's going to invoice the the, the homeowner mm-hmm. and be like, hey, this is how much. Okay, why can't we do that when we do deeds? Mm-hmm. Every time I have an opportunity, they say, donate, you want to round it up? Yes. And in that moment, I'm throwing it out there because it's current, right? It's mm-hmm. electricity, you know? So my current, I'm throwing it out there. Okay, I'm going to get this back through this avenue or, or whatever. Don't want to control how it's going to come mm-hmm. back. But you charge it to the gang. This is going to come back. It's going to... It's going to come back through my child. It's going to come back. However, and it does. Mm-hmm. It really does. And a lot of people are thinking about the organization or the person. Mm-hmm. You, you don't necessarily have to be like, oh, I don't believe in that cause. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to. No. And this right no. here is exactly why I wanted to have my first guest, um, albeit a real estate agent, really talk about mindset and manifesting in goals and bringing um, dreams into reality because... Um, that's to me more important than just talking about the latest mortgage product program or new debt to income ratio that hit the market. Hmm. Um, while I'm going to be talking about those things and those things are important, I want to give everybody a foundation for how to be at balance and at peace so that you can do things in a way that doesn't tire out your soul, that it actually is going to elevate your resonance and your vibration so that you can live a happier life with more joy. 
because mm-hmm. that has revolutionized the way that I live and the way that I relate to my daughter. And mm-hmm. it's forever changed my family legacy. So wow, um, that's here. That's what that's what calibration is. It's basically, and every they just don't carry anything with you. That shit gets heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, you carry shit with you. You're not gonna have room for all those new beautiful experiences that you want to mm-hmm. welcome in. You know, that's yeah. that's the goal to life. But as far as the real estate goes. And at first I, I felt ashamed, you know, I, I reached out to my broker who's awesome, by the way, incredible guy, Sterling. And I explained to him, I was like, man, I'm, I'm going through some mental health shit. And it's so overwhelming to even speak on as far as even, you know, what I have to take on with the, the military. Mm-hmm. But being vulnerable and telling the truth to that man gave him an that's the of coming at it from a place of strength because a lot of people wouldn't have the audacity to say, listen, I'm having these um, massive challenges. This is yeah, what it looks yeah. like for me. This is how it's affecting me. Yeah. Rather, you could have said some crazy like, oh, I, you might need her and I'm on disability or oh, whatever. Yeah, know, yeah. But that's not that authenticness. No, he was like, get it, girl. <laughs> he was like, go for it, girl. Yeah. Get it, you know. And He's like, sue their ass. Right. <laughs> and him and his wife, like, literally, you know, that's prayers for me. I mean, it was it was a very magical thing. So I had so much support. And then also I had support from my family because my husband, if it wasn't for him, oh, my goodness. I that's If it wasn't for him, I would have never did it because I needed that balance in him. Mm-hmm. Because when I say I... I went hard. I went hard, mm-hmm. and it's kind of intimidating. And me, for me, I don't get intimidated. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like. I don't. But I was intimidated only because I'm taking on something that is so vast. Mm-hmm. And I, it, it was always, and when I was in the military, it was like little little me against this, yeah, this big machine. And I'm not even a part of the machine no more. And now I'm really out on the on the outside, and I'm here. I am here. I come. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, it was very. Um, it Do you was very think boring. you'll use your VA indebtedness to buy a primary residence at some point? Um, you know what? Because I am now a new grandmother, I am extending my um, <laughs> my options as far as locations. So yeah. I'm trying to figure out if I want to go to Arizona or mm-hmm. if I want to stay in California. So the VA home loan extends to every single state in the country. So if you want to go live in an igloo in Alaska, girl, Ooh. the VA entitlement's got you. It's not a problem. And um, one shameless plug before I end this, and I just want to say thank you so much for having the audacity to stand up to that machine and, and hold people accountable because yeah. that's important um, energy exchange just in and of itself for everyone that lives on the earth. Um, <laughs> if you were going to buy a house and you are a real estate agent. So from that perspective of working with buyers and their lenders, is the lender, is the choice of lender, is that important? Or is just like, you know, every bank can write a loan, you know, so is it just pretty much the same or, or is it important? Oh my God. It's, oh, oh gosh. All I know is, um, in my last transaction that I had, and it was a veteran, I had to go through hell with that particular lender. And I had no control over it because this was someone that she had already went through to get pre-approved, but he went on vacation. We'll close the close escrow. So it's very important to make sure that the lender actually cares. And I would love to go into detail about care. Cause a lot of people think that, you know, care isn't, you know, care is important. Yeah. Care is very important. Care means they're actually paying attention to what the hell is happening, and they actually um, have consideration for you. Um, for the fact that she actually knows the situation, the personal situations of what's going on with the people she are, she's helping, and mm-hmm. I've, I've seen her just, just this is just this is just off the record type shit. Like I've seen her have like, man, I, I'm really feel for my, my client. This is the current situation right now, you know, but I'm going to make this shit work. I'm, I'm going to figure it out. I, that's a rarity to, for someone to, and I'm, I'm honored to have worked with people who have that, have that kind of heart. She has a beautiful heart. So, um, it's very important. 
Yeah, there's a good solid <laughs> there, and I have, and some of my direct competitors are dear friends, and they offer fantastic services for lending with, you know, morals and integrity, and they have technical yes. expertise just like I do, and, and we're friends. Um, but it is a close knit community, and I instead of getting to people after they've already been burned and trying to fix it, it's I desire I'm going to write out an invoice to the universe that I would get to those people first. And just have their experience from start to finish be streamlined and efficient. Oh, yeah. Because when you have to jump in and save some shit, that, that oh, my goodness. I was in a 67-day mm-hmm. escrow before. Um, and, oh, my God. what a, uh, Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody in the, in the industry that heard that, they're like, what the 67? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Imagine for redeem, right? So, um, yeah, that was, uh, I paid the redeem, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes we have to invest. I just invested $1,800 today. Not my problem, not my issue, you but just did the buyer's wife is pregnant. She's about to deliver a baby and they need this home. And it was literally, it's either $1,800 in clothes or no 1800 and no house. It's literally down to that. So am I going to be in a position to give on that one and then just set the expectation with that person hey referrals are going to be so important to me um and i know that that person will give back it comes back because yeah. i gave what i believe it was 2200 for the per diem mm-hmm. and um me and her not only became really good friends um there's been other clients other from clients. that so yeah. but it felt so good being in a position to be able to help in mm-hmm. that time I so I feel like it's part of alchemy because if mm-hmm. you do whatever is optimal for that person and mm-hmm. be a good steward Balance of your out. responsibility in giving that person mm-hmm. advice, then I'm attracting more of that. So like when I have to go seek out a professional, I just recently had to take my car into for a transmission work mm. and I got exceptional, fantastic service from the place that I went to. He ends up being the owner and now he and I are collaborating on a small business project. But that person took care of me when usually car shops, they see me coming. I'm the mark, you know, they, everything's special on my car. The oil filter's made in a remote jungle. You got to order it. You know what I mean? How that goes, right? But I think by being a good steward of this one person and kicking down, then when I went to go get professional services or something Mm -hmm. else that makes me nervous that I feel like it's not my arena, uh, they took care of me. He took care of me. Oh, see, look at that yeah. full circle right there, mm-hmm. and that—that's what—that's what matters. That's why it pays to put your heart in it. Well, I'm a big fan of yours. I'm gonna—I can't wait for your new book oh. to come out. I'm gonna be one of the first ones to purchase it. Oh. Um, if you guys want to learn more about alchemy and more about Star's story, um, the butterfly experience um, can be purchased on Amazon. It is a really easy read, but full of really gems like yes. diamonds. Some game that I wish that my family had. Um, drop down on me but thank you so much for coming on audacity at its finest you are definitely audacious and we really appreciate you thank you joanna thank you for having me i feel super honored too okay bye fong (laughs) we were good today we behaved you should have seen the video from yesterday ciao (laughs) hood pocket